I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I thought... I feel like that's what you've been calling me lately, the one more thing king. I think I'm settling in. I used to try to change it every single pod. Now I think I'm settling in. That's If I don't think of one off the top of my head that's like topical, like if the Mavs have a game or something, then that's what you are, man. You're the one more thing king. It's always always got something else at the end of a pod, and it's, and it's great. Basically, so, if it's, the pod honestly, goes long, okay. it's my fault. No, 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 no. Get, step back. Step back. Honestly, that's what, that's what makes this show so good. To be honest, let's start off with it right away. The uh, fact that Isaac, the the way that he can just crank out topics and the way that he can crank out ideas and the fact that like Isaac is like Derrick Henry. like I could just hand the ball off to Isaac and I can step back for like 10 minutes and he can just do a whole segment himself. And it's amazing. It's what makes this show so good. It's so balanced. I can't, I can't tell if there's sarcasm. None. Absolutely there. no sarcasm. <laughs> I should have compared you to Lamar Jackson, but I needed a running back. So Okay, I like both He's like players. Mark Ingram. You're like Mark Ingram. Well, um, I just put the second car seat in our car. Because, oh, my God. Oh, man. Because, you know, like. They, Speaking they of prep, handing they, it off. I know. I know. They like tell you, hey, like under however long, under six weeks from due date, put go ahead and put the car seat in the car. So just to like visualize or no, just just because uh, I mean, yeah, anything can happen down this final stretch, and you you always just want to be could be born, and you have to throw them in the back seat on the way to the hospital. So uh, it sense. just looks really weird. I put it in today, and uh, in addition to you know our eighteen month old, and I'm like, what is like what's happening right now? And it's just it's all sinking in that we're about to have uh, two little ones in diapers and still doing a podcast every night. So Man. give it up for my wife, Barb. Let's Oof. go. Barb is a, actually a, a national hero, an international hero because she's from Brazil. <laughs> she is yes, and without her. I cannot do this podcast. Yeah. And shout anyway. out to Avery, my wife, who takes care of our dog while I'm doing podcasts. Laker! <laughs> it's, it's absolutely the same thing. <laughs> it is the same thing. All right, on today's show, we're going to break down or preview the Mavericks game against the Clippers tonight on Tuesday, January 21st. It is a huge game. We will discuss everything. There are so many reasons why this is a huge game, uh, but we'll break that down. And then... We got a bunch of questions. We have so many Google. Uh, dang it! I, know, I knew I was going to do that. We have so many Apple, Apple podcast reviews that um, we need to get to them. So we're going to get to. It's basically a mailbag. We're going to answer a bunch of your questions. All of them are topical. I went through all of them. There's not any that are like super outdated. So those will be good. We'll get to those questions. It's answers questions that you guys have actually sent to us. But before we get to all that, Isaac Harris. Mm. The Lakers got absolutely dominated by the Celtics with both of their stars. Would you like to say anything to my face? I I mean, I didn't know if you got to see any of that game, but there's a play about Jalen Brown. Did you get to see that play or that dunk? I didn't know. Yeah, I may have it. tweeted it out and posted it on Instagram for Locked on NBA, so I may have had to watch that several dozen times. 
I just didn't know if you've seen that yet. And I just also, I love that Chris Webber said, "That's what you do when you're going up against a shot blocker." Like what? <laughs> Thanks, Chris Webber. Guess LeBron's a rim protector now. <laughs> um, I do find it enjoyable, obviously, whenever the Lakers uh, lose. But when it when like the best team in the league loses a game, and then everybody's like running to try to fix them and stuff. Lakers definitely have some like random flaws they need to fix, but it's just like. Charles Barkley and stuff, just like going in about LeBron and all this stuff. Like it's just come on. Every but. single game is an indictment on every team. It's it's Lakers or whoever. You know, all of a sudden one one loss. It's like oh Porzingis, all this, and you're like okay, yeah. like hey maybe let's look at all the other games that they've played this year instead of just the one game. But that's the one thing about the NBA is that there's so many games. And all right, I'm gonna do it. Okay, so people have been talking a lot about. NFL coverage and NBA coverage and how they're so different and how NFL coverage, they're able to focus on the play on the field a lot more than NBA coverage. Mm. And with the NFL, with NFL coverage as far as pregame, postgame, you know, some, some stuff leading up to the games, there's not as much of like the off-field off like player movement drama stuff that the NBA kind of thrives on. And I think it's because, first of all, football, every single play starts and stops. In the NBA, you don't have that. You don't have a play stop and start. The offenses are the offenses and defenses are set, and it's easier to decipher what an offensive play is in the NFL than in the NBA, and it's easier to focus on that. And there's so many less games. The fact that, I mean, every single game in the NFL is an indictment on the team because there's only 16 of them, and then you get to the playoffs, and there's one game maybe that you get to play each week. And for the NBA, you have 82 games, and it's impossible to get a real grasp on a team unless you're watching like us every single day, which is why this network is so great. The Locked On, <laughs> Locked on NBA Network is because we watch every single game, and there's, there's a podcast for every single team, and this one, we watch every single game, so we understand the full context. But for guys like you know Charles Barkley and Shaq, they watch one, two games a year of, the, of these teams, and all of a sudden it's an indictment on the players and the teams themselves. And so that's why it's guys like Zach Lowe are just so invaluable to NBA coverage because they watch every single team. He does, he, you know, he has this wheel or whatever he does where he, he tries to watch every single team in equal amount and they understand the, the full context. But, uh, and, and local guys, obviously, you know, like, like us, we watch every yeah. single game for one team and we have a grasp, full grasp on one team. And then we may, you know, understand other teams, you know, a little bit here and there, but, yeah, kind of like the you know Sloan Conference speaker Kendrick Perkins also, <laughs> and no, but realistically, no, I think the the game, the total number of games is huge for the NFL because you got somebody like Romo who you know he loves the game. He he obviously hasn't been out of the game too long, but he gets you know a lot of these guys get all week to prepare for it. Yeah, you know they get they get what five or six days to prep for this game that you know for both sides watch all this tape. And then you know if ESPN sending Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, they're fly, he's they're flying them from Milwaukee to Dallas to you know call a game the next day. They might get forty eight hours, if that, to study up on a team and stuff. And, and everybody's been in the position where you have you know a limited amount of time to prepare for something, and you might as well just go in with nothing, right? Like you might as well like the amount of things that you could prepare in that amount of time might not make it worth it, and so you're just like ah, I just won't do it, right? And so I think and, that's what announcing like national announcers do. And you find in, you know, all of them have their rhythm of how to do their quick homework. You saw, you know, back, was it last year or two years ago, Doris Burke was on a broadcast saying, hey, she listens to Locked On, a lot of Locked On podcasts. If you're listening, Doris, shout out to you. 
you know, going into a game because she knows that, you know, guys like us will do podcasts every day and we're talking about everything that's going on with the team. So it's just, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think there's still blame to go on NBA media side too, because some of the people they do have calling games, it's not just, just because somebody played in the NBA before and they got a name that we've heard of before and they might be in the hall of fame or, you know, whoever it is, doesn't mean they're going to be good broadcasters. So it's just, I think it's kind of twofold and trying to find guys like a Tony Romo version of the NBA who loves the game so much, who's going to study the game. And I would like to hear more X and O's type things in a broadcast, whatever. I I mean, I do. I enjoy a lot of what NFL does coverage wise, media wise. Um, There's also just so much more time between plays and between instances in the NFL and there's set time so they can prepare packages, you know, like broadcast packages to go back and look at a replay and to, you know, highlight stuff and annotate stuff. Whereas in the NBA, and we feel this with our podcast specifically that, you know, the next play, the the next stoppage of play, if you try to go back and talk about a play that happened four plays ago, it feels old, right? It feels like old news. Like, why don't you talk about what just happened? Like, on our podcast, it feels old to talk about a game two days ago, let alone what happened, yeah. you know, last night. So, anyway, it, it would be my soapbox for the day. Like, imagine, you know, what Romo does in NFL. Imagine him in an NBA game towards, like, towards the end of the game. Boston's taking it out of bounds. And he's like, yeah, you know, Stevens likes to, you know, get somebody rolling to the basket right here. He likes Tatum going around this side. Watch Marcus Smart in the corner. He's shooting, you know, 38% from three in this left corner. Watch him. Like, that's the type of stuff. I, and to me, I would be, I would like that kind of, you know. The amount stuff. of work that would have to go in to do that, though? It, exactly. I mean, that's cow. why the timing, you know, they don't have enough time to do that so uh, i get it uh, but i think it, there's blame on both sides agreed well, agreed really absolutely blame, all right coming up let's get into the uh clippers game that's coming up tonight and then we'll answer your mailbag questions from our five-star reviews but before we do isaac harris we talk about physical fitness a lot we talk about lucas fitness a lot specifically on this podcast shout out to the new holger but there's another side of the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. They've teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. Yes, that's LeBron that just lost the Celtics LeBron. LeBron and Calm know what your mind is like, and it's like any other muscle in your body. And Calm will help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is the most important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, getting a good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. That's a real quote from LeBron James. Shout out. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on NBA, you can get 40% off of a Calm premium membership. 40%. That's like almost half, guys. I don't know if you know what 40% is, but that's like a really good three-point percentage. You might as well go get that off on Calm right now. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash NBA. Go there and just check it out. Just go see what Calm is. It'll help you sleep better. Get have you, you know, you'll have less stress, all that. Calm.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into this game. Um, Paul George has already been listed as out for this game, so it's gonna be the same, you know, situation as the first game that the Mavericks played against the Clippers. Uh, Porzingis' status is a little more... Paul George didn't play in the first Clippers game against the Mavs. Yes, he did. He did? He had 26 points. Wow. My brain just... I just <laughs> pretend, I just thought that he wasn't there. Wow. 
I actually anyway. Yeah. So this will be a different look than the, what the Mavericks <laughs> the Mavericks saw the first time around when he did play. Man, wow! How did I just block that out? Maybe I was thinking I was thinking the Lakers. Maybe I like looked over the screen of my. <laughs> you mic, can like, see the look Isaac gave me. Like really? <laughs> I was like, we rarely get things wrong on this podcast, guys. Rarely ever. <laughs> All the time. I get Porzingis' wrong. status though is a little bit more unknown. We have two quotes. From Carlisle, uh, Dwayne Price posted this one, quote, We have tomorrow, and then we'll see where we are for Tuesday. But today was good. He was out there the whole time. He competed. We did some live stuff, which he was in, so good stuff. And that was obviously, you know, uh, I guess that was Sunday. Um, or, yeah, that was Sunday. So he did live stuff. He, com- he completed the entire practice, which is good. That's positive for sure. And then Brad Townsend posted this Carlisle quote that says, quote, over the – Period of two weeks, he's made considerable progress. The thing in Sacramento we're hoping was just an unidentified glitch, which is uh, a little more alarming than the first one. But a glitch—I mean, I don't know—a glitch in your knee. I don't—I don't know what that is, but he's a robot. I guess—I guess so. <laughs> so a robotic glitch. We're still on the same—you know—rinse and repeat Porzingis process of let's see how he is for shoot around or whatever they do. I don't think they're doing shoot around, but you know, we'll see how he is in warmups and see how he is after that. And then we'll see if he plays. So it's kind of going to be down to the wire. Yeah. I mean, literally I'm looking at, no, uh, Mavericks do not have shoot around tomorrow. Clippers, uh, do, but no, yeah, it's the same thing going to the Kings game. The same thing we said yesterday, we're going to bank on him playing. We hope he's playing. Everything is pointing towards him playing, but you never know. He's going to go through the pregame workout and as long as, you know, there's no soreness all through that, then he should be good to go. You should see him in a starting unit. And he did start in the first matchup against the Clippers, played 30 minutes in that game, had 15 points, 10 boards. But huge, uh, huge welcome back for him in the AAC tonight, If uh, as long as he's good to go. Yeah, absolutely. And this game is massive. I don't think we can understate how much this game is for the Mavericks right now, especially if Porzingis is back because then they're back at full strength and it'll be a real test on what the Mavericks can do. Uh, this is a team that really punched them in the face the first time. It's kind of it's not like the Lakers where the Lakers are the you know you know the best team in the West by record, and the Mavericks have played them close and then they've beaten them you know and they they've had some back and forth. The Clippers came in and punched the Mavericks in the mouth, and so to come back and to respond at home where the Mavericks have struggled, that's going to be huge for them. Also, this is the only game tomorrow. The only NBA game is going to be Mavericks Clippers on NBA TV. All eyes are going to be on this game. Anybody that watches TV tomorrow, watches NBA tomorrow, is going to be watching this game and have everything we said at the top of the show, these sweeping opinions on the Mavericks based on how they perform against the Clippers. How how many times have they played the Clippers this year? Just the one, right? Okay. Because I was going to say, that could be where we mixed up. Because I had the box score pulled up from November 26th when the Clippers came to home, came to Dallas and, and played in Dallas. I remember being at that game. Uh, so they're obviously coming to Dallas again. And just like what Nick said, this is my dad texted me today. He said, is the, are the Mavericks literally the only team that didn't play today? And I responded back, like, really, it's just the Mavericks and Clippers. Uh, pretty much everybody else played. Yeah. So all eyes on this game. I think it's on NBA TV. I could be yeah, wrong it is. on that. I just, but, yeah, I okay, sorry. And uh, going back and looking at, you know, being reminded what happened in that first matchup. You know, they, they end up losing my 15, 114-99. But looking at Luka's game <laughs> – in that matchup, Lucas shot 414 from the field, 
0 of 8 from the three-point line. You're not going to win many games when your best player makes four shots. Yeah, so these three things, you tell me what will be different, maybe all three. This this is what these three things happened in the first matchup. Lucas shot 0 of 8 from three. Tim Hardaway Jr. had eight points. Would and you rather Maver- score those eight points or 18 points? <laughs> and, the Ma- and the Mavericks shot 28% from three. Does all three of those things increase in this matchup? Oh, yeah. If, if you had to pick, let's say you had to pick one of those things to still happen and win, what would it be? Uh, gosh. Probably Tim Hardaway, right? That would be the, because you want. I will say 28% they, from three, but. You think they can still win if they shoot 28% from three? I don't know. I don't think so. I guess so. the Tim Hardaway one. I think the Tim Hardaway one, because somebody else can step up. Like, you can get 20 points from Seth. Or if Porzingis comes back, you can get 20 points from him. Yeah, I guess I'm just banking on Porzingis being kind of eased back in and, you know, getting another 15 from him. You probably need an, uh, at least 20 from Tim Hardaway in this game. But is, it's going to be. Porzingis' he- glitch in his knee, like the Wreck It Ralph thing, where, what was, who's the, the girl, the Sarah Silverman character that had a glitch? Of the glitch. I can't Do you remember that movie? Okay, so she was a no, racer, and every time she glitched, it would like help her win games because she could control where the glitch went. Can Porzingis do that with his knee? Can we get him to like? He's he's about to run into somebody and foul with his knee, but it glitches, and so his knee like goes right through somebody, and he can you know pass through him. <laughs> this is like your aerial analogy. <laughs> I'm on fire with these. <laughs> um, that first the first matchup in Dallas. Yeah, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined for 54 points in that game. Yeah, that's obviously a lot of points, but Lou Williams had 21 off the bench. I don't know, you know, how much you can. Obviously, Paul George not playing in this game will be huge. Who do you think will start in Paul George's absence? Oh man, I, don't I, know. I haven't I haven't looked at the Clippers too much as far yeah. as their starters, but. So I want to see if Kawhi, I want to see Kawhi against Luca. Man, that that's just fun. Just seeing the matchup, and then go from there with Zubac in, in the starting unit. Uh, okay, probably so going. This is who they've been starting with with Paul George out. Beverly, Harkless, Shamit, Paul George, Zubac. Hmm. Sometimes they throw Patterson in there. Patrick Patterson, if they're playing a big team, they did that against Denver. Could we be looking at future Maverick, Montrez Harrell? Could we be looking at future former Maverick Patrick Beverly? <laughs> future former Maverick. Oh man, I don't think um, Montrez is going to start. I haven't seen him start at all. I don't think he will either. But uh, and I, I remember this being a thing last time. I think we saw the Clippers putting Mo, Mo Harkless on Porzingis, and I remember us talking about yeah, that last that time of like them being able to get away with putting some of the Harkless on him. Especially uh, since last time they had Kawhi and Paul George, then that means you have you have Harkless on Porzingis, and you have two just defensive monsters on the wing somewhere else. You know, right? yeah. Like one of your best players should be able to take away one of their two best defensive players, and when it doesn't, then that that's a problem. And you're gonna see Beverly on Luca probably more than Kawhi, and yeah. Kawhi would probably just play Dorian or. Tim Hardaway or something like that. But yeah, I expect it. I think Luca will take this game personally, you know, with him being so bad really last. I mean, he still had 22 last game, but being over of eight from three, four, 14 from the field. Uh, I think we'll have a bounce back game from Luca and it's a national televised game. So, and all eyes will be on this game. And he knows that everybody knows that. So and he loves games it, like that too. That I think he that does. might help. He loves games like this. You know, Houston with Houston sliding in the standings too. They had another bad loss today against OKC or yesterday. You love to see it. 
You love to see it. I just it's they were beautiful. Up, they were up four. They were up fifteen points with seven minutes left, and they lost the game. That's incredible. Good job, Harden. And you know they know that if this is another game they can move up in the standings. This will be fifth their fifth win in a row if they win against the Clippers. And with it being a national televised game, and we said it the other day, this would just be another all eyes on the Mavericks if they beat the Clippers and all that. So huge game. Yeah, this is a big game. We're excited to watch it. Excited to see all the stuff. Again, we'll have a post game show right afterwards um, talking all about what the Mavericks did and the Clippers did all that. Probably have audio for you and everything, you know, like we do every show. So coming up, let's get into some of your mailbag questions. We have a lot of five-star iTunes review questions, uh, stuff about Luca's number, future free agents. Um, We have some questions about um, Porzingis, lots of stuff. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, I know yes. that you're a listener of this podcast because you participate in it. But if you guys out there are listeners of this podcast, I'm sure that you've heard all the great advertisers that we work with at Locked On, and we reach sports fans. But you know that Locked On Mavericks is a great way for your business, your local business, to reach passionate Mavs fans like you. And it doesn't take a lot. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any listener, a Locked On podcast listener is a dedicated listener that listens every single day, probably like you, five days a week. If your company wants to connect with Mavs fans, a predominantly male audience that is well-educated, with disposable income, Isaac and I are two of those three, and then let your company... (laughs) Let your company know right here that a Locked On advertising spot is open for you. Locked On fans love to support local businesses, so you can text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to go over and help you to achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, it's advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and like we said yesterday, if you guys want to advertise with Locked On Maps, you can contact us directly. Uh, our Twitters are linked to our names in the description of this you know, podcast. You can DM us. Our DMs are open. You can also email me, nickangstead at gmail.com. It helps us more. It helps us personally more. If you go through us, we can brokerage the deal. Also, it may be more comfortable for you to talk to us. You hear our voices every single day. So if you want to talk to us, we can definitely do that for you. So contact us directly and we can get you to where you want to go to reach people, a loyal fan base like ours to reach and to talk about your stuff. So again, uh, advertise with the Lockdown Podcast Network. All right, Isaac, let's get into the mailbag. There's some interesting questions on here from you guys, the listeners. First one, uh, this is from Jose. So thank you, Nick and Isaac, for an amazing job you do for Lockdown Mavs. Best NBA podcast-related duo. Wow, interesting. Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. I don't know if I can think of a better one. I guess it's just us. My question is, um, due to Luca's success early in his career and already receiving most valuable player considerations, at what point does Dwight Powell give up number seven to Luca? <laughs> or does Dwight Powell have to be traded for that to happen? And then yes. Brady sends this question. Um, let's see. He says a lot of glowing things about us. Uh, he said, my life will ne- would be incomplete without fiery Isaac and his hatred for D Wade. And then he said, all right, Isaac, my question is, do you think Luca will ever change numbers? Will it get to the point that he just keeps 77 of the rest of his career. If Dwight sticks around for a long enough time. So two questions about Luca's numberage. What do you think about Luca's numbers here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll have to see Dwight leave uh, for him to 
um, switch numbers. And honestly, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. If Dwight Powell ever does uh, leave, that'll be one of the first things I think about uh, because <laughs> <laughs> I am really curious on this because you know he was seven. You know, coming into you know the NBA, he was even asked. You know, in that set down thing with Maxi and Boban. Um, I forgot what that what oh, platform was on. Oh, the cup thing. On. Remember, they're like yeah. taking names out of or questions out of a cup. Yeah, and yeah, you know, he answered then. He's like, "Yeah, I couldn't have seven because somebody else has seven. And so I am really curious on if that's something he's just, "Hey, when the time comes, I'll do it," or he'll just stick to the seventy-seven. But if I had to guess, and I have no info on this, I would say he switches. It goes to seven. He does the Kobe Bryant, and just just to sell more jerseys, maybe he just goes to the. Different and then number. what happens to the 77 jerseys? Then they become like vintage rare things. So, you know, if he has seven for the rest of his career for the next 20 years and everybody's like, oh, man, I got the 77 Luka jersey. Get it while you can. Yeah. Get it while you can. The first thing, how dare you? The first thing that I would think of when Dwight Powell leaves is Trent. How sad Trent's going to be. Shout out to Dwight Powell, Stan Trent. Well, Trent will probably just switch fan bases at that point. <laughs> he just... He has to go with it. Next time he says something ridiculous about Dwight Powell, we have to say, all right, if Dwight Powell leaves, you have to become that team's fan now. It's gotten to that point. That's true. All right. Uh, J or N Jungblood says, Thank, thanks for all the hard work, you guys. Very fun podcast. Question, besides your own and Bill Simmons' podcast, what other podcast should Mavs fans be listening to? Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is mine. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you should be listening. You should probably listen to Locked On NBA. We get on there sometimes. I'm sure you heard us. If you want to hear us on Locked On NBA, we did it last Friday. Uh, there's a different set of hosts every single time, so you get different perspectives. So you'll get uh, like normally the Friday show is Anthony Irwin and Adam Mares, and they are uh, Adam Mares is the Nuggets guy, Locked On Nuggets, and Anthony Irwin's Lakers guy. Uh, ben Golliver from Washington Post now is. One on Thursday with David Locke, who's obviously the head of this network you hear. Um, John Corrales and uh, Jake Madison are on Tuesday, I think, and they are Celtics and Pelicans. So there's just all kinds of different perspectives you can get. It's just a very unique show that you should listen to. Um, the Hollinger and Duncan podcast is also a locked-on show, but John Hollinger was the vice president of basketball operations for the Grizzlies for a, a few years there when he was out of media. Now he's back. He just did uh, a podcast I just listened to called An Insider Look at NBA Front Offices at the Deadline. And that was fascinating. There's just so many different things. He says, sometimes you can tell if a trade is going to go down by the very first phone call you have with, with somebody where you, you talk to, you know, you're like, right away, you just know this deal is not going to go down no matter how long we talk about it. Um, I love the the no dunks guys. They used to be the starters. They used to be the basketball Jones. I love those guys for a fun uh they're, I, I get, I take a lot of inspiration from them as far as keeping the NBA fun, keeping it light, not soup, not going super dark and like you know weird as some some pods do. Uh, those are shows that I really get into. Obviously, Zach Lowe's is a must for NBA, any NBA show. I mean, that's he's the best doing it right now. I also love the Full Forty Eight. It's kind of like Zach Lowe's podcast as well. That's Howard Beck from Bleacher Report. He gets into. Uh, he has some some good guests on there. Uh, bring stuff up. I've also enjoyed Ledlow and Parker. That's Candace Parker and Kristen Ledlow's podcast. Um, they're from TNT, but they that's a good one that people in, enjoy. Um, and then obviously all the Locked On shows. There's just there's so many that you can just if you want to listen to a you know a specific team, go out there. And a lot of them are, are really really good. Some of them are not good, but a lot of them are really really good. Uh, and you would add, yeah, a lot. 
Just yeah. I was just looking I, at my feed, so. I mean, Ryan Rosillo is my favorite. Yeah. I listen a lot. Pretty much anything Rosillo does. He does NBA like a third of the time, right? Like he does college yeah, I think football, NFL. He'll be shift. He'll be shifting over though more with football ended and. You know, there's a lot of people, and I, Nick, you know, didn't. I, I'm just going to leave alone listing other Mavs podcasts because a lot of them are friends and all that stuff. And there's so many of them now. I don't want to say her and name some and then I forget one and then, you know, all that stuff. So I'm going to, and there's some Mavs podcasts I wouldn't recommend at all. So, uh, but, <laughs> but <laughs> wow, a decent we're trash talking locked on pods and other <laughs> Mavs pods. Like, look at this. No, but no, there's too many good. Yeah, there's a lot of good Mavs pods out there and a lot of other people. So if I start listing them, then I forget and I feel bad because I see a lot of these people at games and stuff too. So, Anyway, yeah. Now they're all gonna ask you. So there you go. I wouldn't like we wouldn't like purposely leaving other Mavs podcasts out of that. Yeah, this is from uh, our friend. Our friend that I always mess up his name, but it's uh, Simbashery. Simbash. Simbasha. So I've been listening to Locked On as a day one, and the fact that Nick. Uh, in fact, I followed Nick from his previous Mavs podcast, which was the Mavs Fanatic podcast. Uh, I listened to that intro again recently, and it got me hyped. So we, we might have to mess with that one again. Uh, both Nick and Isaac have such great chemistry and come at Mavs fandom from different perspectives, uh, resulting in one of the most fairly objective Homer cast in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. It goes to his question uh, right here. Right now, what starting position is the most dire in need of an upgrade? And you'd sacrifice the current bench pieces to do the upgrade. Oh, gosh. All the bench pieces? No, no, sacrifice any bench pieces. Like what? What? Uh, basically, what starting position is the most need of an upgrade? We've we've talked about we've we've sh- shot this question around a little bit, but yeah, I think um, it's really hard because they're all kind of equal in in what they do. No, they're Luca ha- is not equal to Dwight Powell or Dorian. I meant the I meant the other three, like oh. not including KP and Luca. Three. Yeah. Um, because and I think my answer to this would be different than the Mavs because my answer would be the Dwight Powell spot, yeah, and it would go towards like a, a more of a small ball four or something like that with KP going to the five. So, but they want KP at the four. So yeah, and it's weird because I I would lean Tim Hardaway even though he's been really good uh, because. I think in that role you could have another playmaker that gives you, you know, twenty points a game too if they're the right person. Like a CJ McCollum type of player that could also handle the ball, playmake, you know, with Luca coming off the ball more. And Tim Hardaway is a great spot up shooter and it's working right now. So and I so I don't want it to be like a anyway, that's a hard question. That's just because you don't want to say anything bad about any of the Mavs players. You're in the Dorian's you're in the a, pocket of the Mavs of the Mavericks, yeah. Isaac. Because well, <laughs> those three players like Dorian's defense. You you have to have his defense against these. But you can know, you other get can you upgrade players. if you go to Robert Covington? Like like that's that's an upgrade, right? If you go to Paul George, that's an upgrade. Like which which yes, which, Paul George, yes, which for sure. spot is it in dire need of an upgrade? C.J. McCollum over Tim Hardaway, yes, that's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. You know, Paul George over Dorian, something like that. But it's like you love the spot up shooting. You need shooting around Luca that Tim Hardaway brings, and, and so it's it it's a harder question. But I guess I would lean. Who's Hardaway. the weakest starter? Yeah, in there. Who's the weakest starter in their role? I think it's Dwight Powell. Oh, Dwight, yeah. I think Dwight Powell, elite roller, like that's great. That opens up a lot for this offense. He is needed and necessary. He is a a good NBA player, but he can also be the weakest starter and still be a good NBA player. That's that's different. Yeah, 
It's not like we're trashing yeah. Dwight Powell, right? Yeah, like, I would never do that. Dwight Powell would be an amazing, you know, third or fourth. If he's your fourth big, that's an amazing rotation that you have. What? Why is that funny? Uh, if he's your fourth big, yeah, like, right. Yeah, like you, have Porzingis, yeah, Maxi, Dwight, and then you have. Whoever oh, the starting okay. center is. Okay, I thought you meant like your fourth center. Like oh, like in the depth chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He should go from one to four. He's fourth on your center depth chart. That's an amazing team. <laughs> like you're yeah, doing well. Is. You're doing really well at that point. <laughs> fourth string. Uh, all right, let's do one more. Um, Mr. Wendell says, or Mr. Wendell says, been a Mavs fan since the Triple J's just got into the podcast side of the fandom this last offseason. The natural back and forth banter between Isaac and Nick makes this podcast the most entertaining of all Mavs centric pods, the ones that we just Aww. trashed earlier. Anyway, it took me a while to rate due to my uncertainty of what type of question to ask. I finally figured out what it is. Guys, what is the tattoo on Luca's back shoulder? I need a definitive answer. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this I think one. it's a map because I think it's Australia. And I think it has New Zealand. There's a subreddit on Reddit called Maps Without New Zealand. It got famous because of the uh, the John Oliver show too. last week tonight. And uh, you, you just post any kind of map anywhere that doesn't include New Zealand. I found one. It was in uh, it was in this giant fountain, like this massive fountain that had a, you know a map and it didn't have New Zealand. But Lucas does have New Zealand on it, so that was cool. Uh, I think it's I think it's a map. I think it's Australia, and I think it's a map. I have no clue, and I've really never thought about it very much. Ever? You've never wondered really. what it is? I mean, I've seen it, and I'm like, oh, cool tat, but I've just, like, I mean, whatever it means to Luca, cool. He does have, like, the Illuminati thing on his arm, <laughs> and, and an eagle, I think. An eagle? I think so. I've never seen an eagle. Falcon? I'm pretty sure that it's a it's a map. Mm, okay. It looks like some islands. You don't so. care at all about what Lucas' tattoo is? I mean, I'm not going to go ask him. I'll leave that to somebody else. One of the other Mavs podcasts that you don't like? I didn't say I didn't like them. <laughs> I said I would if I named them, I'm bound to forget one, and then I'm going to feel bad. This is Hey, this is what it's going to be like to have two children, Isaac. You have to choose between the two, which one's your favorite, sure. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but... I'm gonna leave it. I'll leave it off. <laughs> All right, there you go, guys. We appreciate listening to the podcast well, again. I love how you told me to prep for like a couple of questions, and I prepped for them, and you didn't even ask those questions. What? I just I did the, I did the ones in order, and I went through all the questions we had, and I sent you the ones I thought you needed to know. Okay, so Never save mind. it, save it for later. We got a bunch more questions prep, from you I guys. For nothing, we'll get to. Hey, hey, Isaac. Coming up next. Hey, Isaac, we're out tomorrow's of, pod. We're totally out of minutes. We'll never do this podcast again. You'll never be able to share that information you prepped. All right. L- let me let me tease it, and then we can leave. Tease it for when? We don't know where we're going to do this again. For, yeah. All right. Coming up this week, we'll tell you. It's already Tuesday. Which, which 2021 free agent will be coming to Dallas? Oh, that's and true. And his name is not Giannis. Oh, Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we will talk 2021 free agents. Besides Giannis, if Giannis decides to stay, we'll tell you sourced information. What player could be coming to Dallas? I hope you guys could hear my eyebrows raise when he said that. Later this week. Wow. Later this week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.